0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Possibility Podcast. I'm your host, Mel Schwartz. I practice psychotherapy and marriage counseling, and I am the author of the book, The Possibility Principle, the inspiration and the companion to this podcast. I'll be introducing you to new ways of thinking, a new philosophy and a new game plan for life and all of the infinite possibilities that await you. I'm going to be speaking to you today about what happens when individualism becomes extreme or toxic, a term known as toxic individualism. I was reading an article in the New York Times recently about a new book from Terence Reel, a very insightful and provocative couples therapist, and he used the term toxic individualism, which spoke to me profoundly. I speak about the excesses of individualism and how they are destructive not only to our relationship, but to our planet as a whole. Let's take a step back. As you know, I've shared the principle from quantum physics that reality is one inseparable whole. We need to look at the benefits to be derived from this sense of wholeness. Inseparability, or what I refer to as quantum entanglement, the quantum reality that two particles are indeed not separate but are part of the same whole. Well, from the illusion of separation, whereby we are separate and distinct from one another, we compete. We argue, we fall into conflict, we make war. But let's take a look at the nature of relationship, familial relationship, or romantic or loving relationships. Romantic relationships typically begin with a sense of us. It's a union. We are falling in love with each other. We feel like one. We refer to each other as my other half, which has limitations, which you've heard me speak about in other episodes. But this sense of oneness, it's a quantum entanglement. It is the foundation for love. And out of this sense of oneness, we relate. Empathy is a natural derivative and certainly compassion, caring for each other, tending to each other. But what happens over time in romantic relationships or in family relationships and the times in friendships, we retreat from the sense of oneness. When we retreat from oneness, it becomes you and me. We become two separate entities and then we default into this cultural inclination that we need to win. We need to be right. I have to be right. You have to be wrong. If I have to win, you have to lose. And relationships begin to sour. They lose their basic essence of enhancing our lives because of love, because of affinity, because of a kindred nature. So what starts as a union, what starts as us, breaks down into individual conflict. Again, because we're not caring for one another, we're not caring for us, we're caring for myself, for yourself. It becomes a me, me, me focus. Now, of course, there are exceptions in relationships whereby codependence or people-pleasing qualities are not healthy on an individual basis. So many people have the question or the concern about if I exist in a state of oneness, am I going to lose my individual self, my individual sense of self? No, your individual sense of self can be enhanced. It can thrive when you are in the sense of one with the other and the sense of one with yourself. I'd love to show you my appreciation for your subscribing to and rating this podcast by offering you a gift to one of the following. The Power of Mind, a live talk that I gave or one of my digital eBooks: Creating Authentic Self-Esteem, Overcoming Anxiety or Raising Resilient Children. And lastly, cultivating resilient relationships. Once you have subscribed, please send an email to mel at melschwartz.com and just let me know which gift you'd prefer. Thanks. Think about an orchestra in concert with one another. Each musician is playing their separate instrument. There's an individual quality, but they're in concert with the entire orchestra, or a ballet or a dance troupe. Each performer clearly is focused on their own individual movement, but they realize that they're in symmetry with the whole, or even a competitive sport like basketball. May comprise of five individuals on the same team on the floor at the same time, but when they're winning, they're acting in concert with one another. It is one team. It does not need to break down into your needs and my needs. In virtually every couple's relationship that I encounter or work on professionally, when I see the separation into oneness, the argument about your needs, my needs, who's right, who's wrong, Completely destructive. What we need to do is either develop and inculcate a sense of oneness or refine the oneness that we once had. What drives us out of oneness, again, is the illusion of separation, which is driven by thoughts. The way we communicate will either enhance a sense of oneness or diminish it or destroy that sense of oneness. Think about your communications and your thoughts. How do you express your hurt? your needs, your desires, your hopes? Do you blame the other? If you do, we're going to default into that divide, your needs and my needs, and we're not looking at our needs. How can you communicate this differently? Well, you can communicate it thoughtfully. Not in a punitive way, not in an accusatory way, not in saying, you don't get it, you fail me, you disappoint me. But in saying, you know, I have some needs or hopes or desires that just not feeling satisfied. That may sound awkward. We don't speak to each other that way, but that's the way we do need to speak. We need to be able to say, when I asked you to do this for me and you didn't do it, let me tell you how it made me feel. Can you see the difference between that and saying, you never listen to me. You only care about yourself. We're going to speak in an accusatory way. We're speaking from the framework of oneness, not a sense of we. So thought and communication are very, very primary in trying to regroup and come back into a sense of oneness. Be thoughtful Pause. Think about how can I say this to the other person? How can I say this to my lover, my spouse, my partner, my friend, my son, my sibling? How can I communicate from a place of oneness? We're one family. We're one couple. We need to be in concert with each other. Again, the default into right or wrong is a lose-lose. What is a win-win? A win-win is Enables you to express your feelings, your wants, your disappointments, but to do it in a way where you're not blaming the other. You know, in a relationship, it is easy to say, I love you, but it's more challenging to act lovingly. To act lovingly, you have to care how the other person feels. Stop in the middle of an argument or a conflict and ask, Do you care how I feel? If you love one another, you must care how you feel. And then realize as well that from oneness, when you tend to the other, when you nurture the other, instead of trying to defeat them, when you can tend to the other person, you're actually tending to yourself because the other person feels nourished and nurtured. Then they're in the position to come back and share some of that positive energy with you. By the way, this toxic individualism goes far beyond relationships. The decimating and destruction of the planet, ecological disasters, comes from oneness. The oneness of greed. More, more, more for myself. It's destructive to the environment. It's destructive to the health of the planet. It's destructive to the health of the individual. So always stop and ask yourself, how do I come back into oneness? But for today, we are speaking mostly about Toxic individualism and how that impacts relationships. Think of it this way. If you need to win, if you need to conquer, if you need to come out on top, if what you want and what you need is more important than what the other person needs, that is a lose-lose equation. It is destructive to relationships. Platonic relationships and romantic relationships. Turn the relationship back into a state of we. What do we need to do to thrive, to respect each other, to value each other? If you're having a hard time releasing, your individual needs, reframe them and ask yourself, what is so important about this individual need that I'm prepared to sabotage my relationship? What is compelling me in this way in that individualistic need? And what makes me more important than the other? What makes me more important than arguably everyone else I have a relationship with? There's an insecurity underlying that neediness once you can find that insecurity and tend to it and heal it you're much more able to come into a sense of oneness with the other we don't lose our individualism you are individual you are unique and you are vitally vitally important and beautiful you want to enhance that quality By merging with the other and valuing their beauty, their individuality, their uniqueness, come together into a sense of we, into a sense of us, or if you're more than two people, into a sense of collaboration and team. Collaborate, do not compete. An excess or a toxic individualism ruins the harmony of relationships with one another and with so much more than two individuals. Moreover, when we operate from excess individualism, we suffer from isolation. We are not truly relating to or in harmony or connected, not only with one another, but with nature and with the universe as a whole. Too much individualism removes us from the genuine human experience of interrelationship that enables us to thrive. Be really cautious about toxic individualism. It won't serve you in any way and it will cut you off from those that you might love. Well, until next time, be well, be present, be healthy, and think about the other as important as you think about yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the possibility podcast and i welcome your feedback on this or any episode please send me an email at mel at or leave a comment in the show notes for this episode at mel if you like what you're hearing Please take a moment to rate and review the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your reviews really help boost the visibility for the show, and it's a great way for you to show your support. Finally, please make sure to subscribe to The Possibility Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And that way you'll never miss an episode. And thanks again. And please remember to always welcome uncertainty into your life as you embrace new possibilities.